0: What's up, people? So, real quick, um, pretty last minute, I decided to add some music to this episode. Uh, It kind of helped tie the episode together, I feel like. It's pretty powerful in its own way, and I hope you enjoy it. The two songs that I'm adding are both by Joey Badass off of his most recent album, All-American Badass, which was one of my favorites of 2017, so check that out. But the two songs are For My People and Temptations. So I just wanted to give that a quick shout-out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah.
1: You know, sometimes I think they don't truly understand me, you know. Because they don't. Yeah. Uh. Can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the health. All eyes be my witness when I speak was felt. Full house on my hands, the cause I was dealt. Three K's, two A's in America I'm just a black space falling out the nebula And everything I do will say today that's worthwhile With assurance by your action And your first child I begin my first now Sometimes I speak And I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel Channeling inside this universe I feel my ancestors Arrested inside of me It's like they want me to Shoot my chance And change this society But how do I go about it? Tell me where I start. My destiny rerouted when I chose to follow heart. You chose to follow suit, but tell me what to do for you. except what you down. Now you trapped inside the cubicle. They built false. The first step in the change is to take notice. Realize the real games that they try to show us. 300 plus years of them cold shoulders. Your 300 million of us still got no focus. Sorry, America, but I would not be your soldier. Obama just wasn't enough, I need some more closure. And Donald Trump is not equipped to take this country over. Let's face facts, cuz we know what's the real motives. In the land of the free for the free loaders. Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors. They disorganized, my people made us all loners. Still got the last names of our slave owners. In the land of the free for the free loaders. Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors They disorganized, my people made so us all Yeah, We can't change the world as we change ourselves Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the help All eyes be my witness when I speak with felt Full house on my hands, the cars I was dealt Three K's, two A's in America I'm just a black space born out the nebula And everything I do is sick today that's worthwhile
0: What's sure. up, you avocado toast munching sons of guns Did you know? That if you weren't eating that avocado toast every day, like a filthy millennial, that you'd probably own a house by now? (laughs) Well, the more you know. And, uh, I guess that's a good way to start it it off, right? Welcome back to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. Um, so let's get into it. You know, today's episode not gonna be... Your typical run-of-the-mill episode, for a couple of reasons. Um, one of those reasons being, I do not have as much time as usual. Uh, I'm actually recording this at eleven o'clock on Sunday, because it's kind of last minute. But I will be hopefully going up to LA tomorrow, and if I get lucky and everything goes according to plan, maybe I'll get on my favorite one of my favorite podcasts to do a minute of stand-up comedy. Uh, I'm going to go up to L.A., go to the comedy store, and try to get on Kill Tony. Um, That's the plan. I got invited after uh, going to the open mic on Friday at Winston's with a comedian, so it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Never been to Kill Tony. Don't really uh, know exactly what to expect or if I will be able to get up, but I'm going to be... Preparing for that tonight after I finish recording this. But I think what I'm going to do today is just going to be kind of a incoherent rambling just all the way through. Just a stream of consciousness. Because I, unfortunately, was a little underprepared, I guess if you want to say, for this week. Uh, I had plans of preparing more on Saturday. But I had one of the worst hangovers I've had in mm, quite some time. It's been a few months. Maybe even half a year. I have no idea. But it's one of those hangovers where you pretty much just want to die. Yeah. Like, all you want to do is be able to drink some water. You're dying of thirst. Your body has no idea what's going on. You're shaking. You know, struggling. But uh, you can't even drink water. I could not hold down a single glass of water until 5 p.m. the next day. I uh, you know, got really drunk Friday night, which, looking back, was definitely um, just a rookie move. I went out with no dinner. I started drinking and didn't eat any dinner. So I was pretty much asking to uh, get my ass kicked the next day. So, mission accomplished there because um, it was brutal and it was oh, it was so rough but it not only did it fuck me up in the sense of that that whole day was ruined and i got nothing done but i even broke my weekly or you know my monthly challenges as well i ended up going to chick-fil-a at some point because it was pretty much the only thing that i thought even sounded reasonable or something that i could hold down which i was wrong um i ate like one french fry And threw those away because that wasn't happening. Uh, And ended up eating that food later at night. But, uh, yeah, it was a fucking terrible day, basically. And I'm still paying for it today. I don't know if you can tell, but in rough shape still. Uh, My whole mouth hurts. I don't know if you've ever (laughs) projectile vomited so hard that your entire mouth hurts. But, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Day you know, day one and a half after that, so still struggling, still hurting, uh, but what can you do, you know, you make mistakes sometimes, and, uh, you just gotta live with it, that was a pretty big one, and I definitely paid for it, so probably gonna have to take a little breaky break from the old drinky drink, right, yeah, that seems reasonable, yeah, I think that might be a good idea, but, uh, you know, Besides getting the shit kicked out of me Friday night uh, by the old Jameson whiskeys, I've been uh, having a pretty good time. You know, life's been going going good. Uh, I really got no complaints. Been going to some mics. Been meeting some new people, which is exciting. Uh, It's always nice to make a couple new friends in the comedy world. You know, I don't really have a lot of people to bounce ideas off with or talk to about that, so, kind of, making some new friends there, which is nice, um, and that's why I'm actually going to Kill Tony tomorrow, so, that's always exciting, you know, gotta make those connections, make some network, networking opportunities, and hopefully, uh, I get up on stage tomorrow, that'd be awesome, but, uh, what else, oh, <laughs> I'm sure you people have heard about this, it's one of the most fucking ridiculous things I've heard, but it's kind of, it's, it's hilarious, it really is, uh, Have you heard about these people eating the the Tide Pods, the fucking, the laundry detergent that just looks so delicious, you have to have a bite? This is, uh, this is, this is awesome, you know? It just tells you that natural selection is alive and well, and that's something that, you know, you want to see, because some of these people definitely don't need to be having kids, right? And... You hate to say it, but it's pretty easy to survive for the most part in today's world. You know, there's warning labels everywhere. um, All kinds of stuff, right? So, when you see this, you go, nice, natural selection, still alive and well. It's like when somebody dies trying to take a selfie, right? You're like, you know what? Yeah, you probably deserve that. That's just, uh... That's just not... You don't need that person reproducing. Not at all. So... And, and, you know, people aren't uniquely stupid now, right? We've always been pretty dumb throughout history, so we're not uniquely stupid now. It's just uh, a little bit easier to find out all the stupid shit people do to die or, you know, kill themselves, basically. Whether it be trying to take a selfie on a cliff, bye-bye, you know, playing Pokemon Go, fall off a cliff, that shit, you know, they're just asking for it at that point. Same if you're eating a Tide Pod, so basically just do better people or if that's your thing double down because we don't want you to accidentally live that's all i'm saying (laughs) at least i don't that's that's pretty fucked up that you know a man's got to have his uh his morals speaking of morals uh let's let's talk about somebody who actually has some morals uh somebody who has you know very high character very brave very courageous individual and, uh, it's, it just makes sense to talk about him, right? Because tomorrow, and a lot of you are probably listening into it today, is, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. MLK. He was, um, an incredible man. He helped push, uh, you know, America's racial progress forward with so many different other people, you know, helping him, but... He was one of the, he was probably the most, what's the word I'm looking for? He was the the lightning rod of the movement. He really was able to get people to hear and uh, understand him and just get fired up in a way that no one else really has been able to do since probably Obama. Like he, he had a great way of uh, talking and I really want to kind of honor him today by Reading his speech, I don't really know how else to honor him. You know, I'm just some random white dude who I, I can't really, I don't under, like, it's hard for me to grasp racism. Um, I, I mean, I guess I understand what it is. I'm not stupid, but it's never really happened to me, right? Like, I've never been, I've never really felt out of place because of my skin color or i've never felt like somebody was belittling me or thinking of me differently because of my skin color. So it's uh it's something i do think about and i you know whether you want to call it white privilege or whatever it is um i am aware of it and it's something that you know it it's a, it's a touchy subject and it's hard for me to really talk about race and all that stuff because I am just some random white dude and I don't want to step on any toes or you know do anything out of line but I just wanted to you know remember Martin Luther King Jr. uh, because he paid you know the ultimate sacrifice ended up being assassinated and he did a lot to push this country forward and you know after this speech was delivered he the civil rights act of 1964 was passed and then the voting rights act of 1965 was passed the next year after that so this speech really just was a very prominent moment in american history and whether or not you uh think everything's perfect today because it's not but you know some people think oh no you know everything's better sure it's of course it's better than it's ever been but that doesn't mean there's room for improvement there's always room for more improvement so Anyways, I guess without further ado, I want to read that speech to you. And then uh, I'll have a few closing remarks and we'll wrap it up. This is just going to kind of be, a, like I said, a little different than their normal issue. Probably not any music today. Maybe some outro music, but <clears throat> anyways. <clears throat> Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree is a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But a hundred years later... The Negro still is not free. One hundred years later, the life of the Negro is still badly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. One hundred years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. One hundred years later, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land So we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that yes, all men, black men as well as white men, be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is, an ob- it is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note, insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people, people a bad check, takes, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us, upon demand, the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off, or to take the tranquil drug of gradualism. Now is a time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwind of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until bright days of justice emerge. And that is something I must say to my people, who stand on the worn threshold, which leads us into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to d- degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical forth- force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to distrust all white people, for many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. They have come to realize that their freedom is inexorably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone, and as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking their devoted devotees of civil rights, When will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is victim of unspeakable horrors of pol- pol- police brutality. We can never be satisfied as long as our bodies, heavy with fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways, in the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We cannot be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their adulthood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro in Mississippi cannot vote, and the Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied, and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters, and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulation. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come fresh from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storm of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. But you have been veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemption. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities, knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friends, though even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day the Red Hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of impression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day in Alabama, with its vicious races, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of introposition and nullification, One day, right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream today. One day, every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is our faith that I will go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will <clears throat> be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together. To go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with <clears throat> with new meaning. My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, This must become true. So let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghanies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that. Let freedom ring from the stone mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from the lookout mountain of Tennessee let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. When we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every city and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the the words of the old negro spiritual free at last free at last great god almighty we are free at last yeah that is i mean that's just powerful if that doesn't touch you in some way if that doesn't uh, you know kind of get you riled up a little bit fired up just in you know just that moment just the amount of it's just a, yeah, it's a very powerful moment in history. And that speech is, a, uh, it's incredible. It's, it's something I, I kind of recently have been trying to do is to every Martin Luther King Jr. Day, go back and read it because it's just a very important part of, uh, American history. And that's why, you know, we are able to celebrate tomorrow and Hopefully some of you are getting tomorrow off. That'll be cool. I know the market's closed. I used to get this uh, day off when I worked at LPL. Um, So that's always exciting as well. Maybe you'll get a little break. But, you know, take a moment to just, you know, pay your respects to to MLK. That's how I feel because he was truly a brave, courageous man. And as I said, he ended up paying the ultimate price for it, which is you know, he was assassinated, which is unfortunate, very sad, but, uh, yeah, that's, I just wanted to read that, hopefully, you know, didn't butcher it too badly, hopefully, you, uh, were able to, you know, get a little something from that, because it's, uh, it's important, obviously, there's a lot of work still, still be done today, racially, and, you know, with, police brutality, all of that stuff. Uh, we are nowhere near, um, you know, we're always aiming to be a more perfect union. Not a perfect union, a more perfect union. And uh, I think that's uh, something we should definitely keep striving for. And, you know, there's a lot of more work to be done. But it's always nice to have him as a reminder about some of the, the struggles that we used to have and how we have come a long way. So that's kind of cool. But anyways, enough about... Some random white guy talking about Martin Luther King Jr. I'm sure that's not what a lot of people want to hear. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here soon. I just want to hit a few things. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just like the, the monthly challenge. I told you guys, obviously fell off the wagon on that. Um, I'm still going to keep to it. I think it's Okay that I, you know, fell off the sugar wagon, had a soda, a couple sodas, and, uh, you know, the old fast food, it was only one day, but I was in a rough spot, and I needed that, kind of helped save me, even though I couldn't eat it till way later, but it was a struggle, <laughs> and, uh, feeling better now, still struggling a little bit, but, uh, NFL playoffs for fun, I don't know if you guys watched that Vikings game, that shit was bananas, I totally thought that the Saints were gonna win, and you know that that throw to to Diggs from Case Keenum. Oof! Can't believe that guy missed that tackle. What a what a joker! He is gonna be fucking eating himself up over that one uh, for pretty much the rest of his career, probably. Because wow, just putting your head down like that and just really going for it. Uh, that's rough, but. You know, I'm kind of happy that the Vikings won. I kind of want to see some fresh blood in there. That'll be fun. Got Jacksonville in there, some more fresh blood, so that's cool. Hopefully they beat the shit out of the Patriots. About sick and tired of fucking <laughs> Patriots winning everything. Boston has plenty of riches. Uh, no offense, but, you know, they, they've they seen enough titles. I'd like to see someone, someone else get a little crack at it, basically. Vikings, Jaguars? Hmm? that could be interesting, a little defensive battle, I don't know, could be fun, but yeah, so, playoffs have been fun, I'm gonna try and get back on the old, off, you know, back on the wagon, no sugar, no fast food, a couple things for you guys to check out, Uh, another thing, it's a good day to watch it, actually, tomorrow, Uh, or I guess today, if you're listening to this on Monday, but Check out uh, David Letterman's My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Um, Obviously, David Letterman, famous for the Tonight Show host forever, I believe. And uh, he is just a great interviewer and a pretty hilarious dude. But his first guest on his show on Netflix is President Obama. And it's just, it's amazing. It makes you, it makes me Uh, miss Obama a lot and to hear him talk and just hear him be so eloquent and so respectful and just an all-around just generally pretty badass dude in my opinion um it's it's just really enjoyable to hear him and it's kind of a brush of fresh fresh air in the current climate that is uh, a bombardment of Trump Whether it's him talking about shithole countries or whatever the fuck he's talking about. It's just nice to be like, oh yeah, we had that guy. So, definitely check that out. It's new on Netflix. They talk about John Lewis. They talk about the march at Selma. Obviously very relevant with the whole uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Because he also marched at Selma. That's one of the reasons why they were able to get the Voting Rights Act passed. Another very powerful moment in history. You know, you can go check that out as well. But, uh, yeah. So, check that out. The Obama, you know, David Letterman interview. Just great. I, uh, just made, made, really did make me miss Obama, though, for sure. Which was, uh, but it was great, and I think you'll like it. Um, so check that out. Also, the other thing I've been binging on since, uh, it's been recently added to Netflix is, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee and uh it's just a little anywhere from 12 to maybe 18 minutes uh short interviews with just famous movie stars famous comedians and uh jerry seinfeld just picks them up in some kind of unique car that's almost uh you know related to that person's personality and then they just go get a cup of coffee and have a conversation kind of a fun little show, I really enjoy it, um, <clears throat> obviously I'm a huge comedy nerd, so uh, it really does kind of play to somebody like me more than most people, but, you know, you'll find somebody on there if you go looking, I think you'll you'll like it, so check those things out, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got, I know this wasn't a typical episode, I know it's a little disorganized, a little disjointed, but as I said, I kind of had to rush it out, and... I'm really looking forward to going to Kill Tony tomorrow, so sorry for a little bit of uh you know, a different format, well whatever you want to call this, but yeah. Uh, that's all I got for you folks. I hope you have a fantastic day, an even better week, and you know, until next time, it's your boy, the Millennial Man Child, signing off. Peace. I come here today to
1: talk about how I feel and we are treated differently than other people, and I don't like how we're treated, and just because of our color doesn't mean anything to me. This just. Everybody got problems, yeah, but we didn't know one way to solve them, uh, I really came up for the bottom, in my mama on the last dollar, hustling, man, I've been putting in these hours, the government been trying to take it where the really all about the money and the power, I just want to see my people in power, uh, uh, tell me how we gonna shape this vision, complaining all day but in the same condition, if you wanna make change, take commitment, some people enslaved by their religion, can't emancipate the fundamental principles. When I see through options, transform the wisdom, watch me use my prophets, get them on and listen, I've been on a mission, <gasps> and I really can't take it no more, I've been fighting Texas, my Lord, I'm giving I'm restless, and I really can't help it, I never felt selfish before, I've been living so recklessly. Got fights. Yeah, but wouldn't know what good advice was till I leave him lifeless. Another mama crying, it's another crisis. Lord knows we just trying to live righteous. Are you willing to make the sacrifices? I know we can't continue living like this. And I never saw my soul, cause that's priceless. Uh, uh, tell me how we gonna make a living. Hustle on the block, who gonna save the children? Men is on the plot, and I'm just revealing. The media just trying to make a villain. I just take the pain and paint the picture. Voices in my head, I hear the whispers. When I feel it in hell, the switch of hearts the liquor, and, ah. and I really can't take it no more. I've been fighting temptations, my lord. I'm looking, I'm restless, and I really can't help it. I never felt selfish. I can't take it no more, I've been fighting temptations, my lord, I'm living on rest before, i said, been looking at i never felt selfish before, I've been living so reckless, I know, to be lucky or wealthy.